I heard it once said that it takes considerable knowledge to just realize the extent of your own ignorance. Grab your coffee, folks, or your favorite drink and get ready as I discuss today the power of reflection. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the Champion Forum Podcast. I appreciate you all investing time to enhance your leadership journey. Today's episode will be somewhat brief, but I trust that it will be impactful. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the most underutilized strategies in personal leadership development. I want to talk to you about the power of reflection. This this has been uh, big for me in this season, especially after the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Leaders are making mistakes. Leaders are making bad decisions. Uh, Look, now is the time in crisis that we are forced to be decisive that does give us a greater risk of doing things the wrong way. And I can tell you that when that happens, uh, and it's going to happen, reflection is a powerful tool to learn from. You know, during my time of leadership in corporate America, as well as now owning my own leadership consulting and coaching business, I have had countless employees, as well as clients, present to me their biggest challenges their aha moments, their uh, I dropped the ball with two seconds left and it went out of bounds type of moments. We've all been there. We've all, we have all had our leadership blunders. Although I never like to see anybody struggle in any capacity, I always get somewhat excited when I'm presented with these kind of challenges because I see these kind of challenges as opportunities. To me, this is an opportunity when, when I get that call to invest in someone, and I have found that leadership mistakes and blunders are often the best way for people to learn. I know I have learned way more from my mistakes than I have from any book that I've ever read. If I had a dollar for every time someone has come to me and started by saying, hey, Jeff, I really blew it. I need your help. If I had a dollar for every time a conversation started that way, I would be retired right now and I would be recording this from a tropical island somewhere. When I'm presented with this scenario, I often take the same approach as I have found it to be very effective. You know, early in my leadership tenure, I would try to fix everything. They would come to me with a problem and guess what? I had answers. I knew exactly what they did wrong. I knew exactly how to fix it. I I will tell you, some of my greatest leadership lessons have come from my wife, Janelle. She would tell me more than once, or even early in our marriage, sometimes I don't need you to respond and fix it. Sometimes I just need you to listen. Man, what a great lesson in leadership as I began my career as a leader. And I'm going to present this uh, scenario and this strategy on reflection and how to respond whenever you have made a leadership blunder. Here's what I do first when I'm presented with this scenario. The first thing I do is I ask the other person to describe to me in detail 
What has transpired that has led to your demise? As they begin telling me the story, I am sure, I mean, I am listening carefully, very intently, and I reinforce my active listening by giving them strong body language. I do this because I want to make sure that I'm drawing out as much as possible to get the full emotion and magnitude of the issue. This is active listening. I want all the details. What happened? Then what did they say? Then what happened? I want to know it all. Once they fully completed their perception of how things unfolded, they are usually left with a feeling of despair and uncertainty. I can usually see it on their face, or if it's a phone conversation, I can hear it in their voice. It might be a sigh. It might be a what now moment. I then create a very intentional awkward moment of silence. I do this because I want to ensure that they have divulged every last detail. This is a great lesson in communication, by the way. Listen way more than you speak. At the end of somebody blowing steam, blowing a gasket, getting it all out, man, so many times we just want to respond because one, we either want to defend or two, we want to fix it. We want to get them out of pain. And that's been me. It was never my heart to talk over somebody. It was never my heart to, you know, just run in and fix everything. But I, I just wanted to get them out of pain. But I can tell you sometimes those awkward silences, what they do is they draw out more information. I then create atmosphere. Now, awkward silence does one of two things. They give me a little bit more or I know it's, it's all they had. There's nothing left in the tank. Once and only when I'm certain that I have expunged everything that needed to be said, I look them in the eye with every ounce of empathy that I have, and I ask them this million-dollar question. If you had the opportunity to replay this scenario and do it again, what would you have done differently? Let me say that again. If you had the opportunity to replay this scenario and do it over again, what would you have done differently? Isn't that a great question? Isn't that a, like the best question you could ask for reflection? I ask this question to people. My question to you, leader, is, are you asking this question to yourself? Once I ask this question and this question's out there, I usually get a blank stare back as to say to me, I haven't even thought about doing that. Then little by little, I begin to hear them unpack the very things that they could have done differently. And I most often find it to be very well said and very insightful and very helpful. What I start finding is they start repairing their own blunders. They start reflecting and observing what they should have, could have done differently. Of course, I'm not just there letting them do all the talking. I will help them fill in the gaps. I will also give them additional strategies consider uh, to consider. But most often, I find that just by getting them into a mindset of reflection, they're able to come up with their own solutions. To they, they think about how they could have handled it in a more productive way. I'll tell you another thing, and if you're a client or a, 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 you know somebody that formerly reported to me, just know I didn't always do this. Uh, sometimes I wasn't available. But sometimes I would let, I would purposely let uh, messages go to my voicemail, depending on who it was. 
If I had somebody that reported to me that always saw things, uh, the sky was falling, I often would let that go to voicemail because I knew they were probably calling me with a problem. They called me with a lot of problems and I would wait that thing out. Now I would always tell my team, if it's urgent, call and text. I might be on another call. If it's an emergency, I can drop the call, call you right back. But here's what typically happened after giving it some time. When I would call them back, guess what I would hear? Hey boss, hey, never mind. disregard the call. I got it all figured out. What actually happened was they started doing reflection of their own. I can promise you, although I'm there to help, and if you're a client of mine listening, I'm going to help. I'm going to give advice. Sometimes one of the greatest strategies is, uh, is having a lifeline. But this is a powerful, powerful example of reflection. So, so why is it then, if this is such a useful tool, why is it that leaders don't invest the time to do this more and do it more often and, and make it be something that helps them be more productive? Why aren't, why aren't they using this powerful tool? Here's what I've found. And this is even in my own leadership journey. That there's two big reasons, and I'm sure we could rattle off several, but there's two big reasons as to why we avoid reflection. One, the first reason, is we want to avoid pain uh, or maybe sometimes guilt, pain or guilt. We want to avoid that. Who likes that? Sometimes we avoid reflection because we aren't proud of the outcome or the pain our decisions have caused to other people or sometimes self-inflicted pain. I can promise you, everyone listening has been hurt. And most of us, if we're honest, we, we think our, our hurts excuse our behavior. There's no excuse. We've all been hurt and the pain can keep us from reflecting on experiences. We try to box them out. We try to put them in a closet, put them in the drawer, shut the drawer, we're just moving on. If we did the hurting, most times too, if we have any type of morality, we feel some guilt. Guilt, if you allow it, it will keep you from reflecting. The second thing is, we're afraid of being wrong. Some of us, we allow pride to get in the way. We allow the pride of, of being wrong uh, and, and trying to always be perfect, we allow it to get in the way of reflection. Have you ever heard something like this? You know, I, I might have done something differently, but I don't want to think about it. It's over now. Have you ever heard yourself say that? Facing our mistakes and learning from them, it takes courage. Well, folks, I got a public service announcement for you at this moment. It takes courage to lead. Yes, it's going to take some courage to face our mistakes and learn from them. Yes, it's going to take courage, but welcome to leadership. Leadership takes truckloads of courage. Leadership is self-taught and few learn well without some failures. And when I say self-taught, what I mean by that is not that you don't need anybody and you can do it all on your own. I wouldn't be where I am without great leadership and great mentoring. But I can tell you this, some of the best leaders are great leaders because they reflected well and they learned what not to do. You can also do that with leaders around you that are making mistakes. Learn from them what not to do. Reflection allows this. To be a great leader, to be a level five leader, you will not only need to make mistakes, but you're also going to need to own them and you gotta learn from them in order to advance. If not, these blunders start pulling you back and best case scenario, keep you stagnant where you are. 
That's not the mission. These blunders become barnacles like on a ship. And if you get too many of them, guess what happens when you get too many barnacles on your ship? It slows you down. It causes uh, a lack of effectiveness, a lack of efficiency. Self-reflection at its simplest means taking time to think, examine, and review yourself as part of, of your own leadership development. When you think about it, reflection and leadership has to be intentional. Why is that? Because nobody really enjoys it. They see it as a time kill. This means you have to carve out time to review yourself as a leader. And it's critical for your development. It means examining your current status, the current level of your skills, your strengths, and yes, your weaknesses, and how you influence others. Leadership is about influence. John Maxwell tells us all the time, leadership at its heart is about influence. Nothing more, nothing less. When's the last time that you reflected on your own leadership influence? It's also about gaining respect of your team. Isn't that what influence is? What type of influence do you really have? There's two different types of reflection. What you think is happening and what's really happening. You have to have a deep understanding when you're reflecting of your values, your goals, your ambitions. Why is that important? Because you have to ask yourself, is what I'm doing lining up with who I am and where I want to go as a leader? Reflection has many benefits, but one of the other things reflection does is it will accelerate your ability to better understand others and differing perspectives. If you're a leader that nobody gets along with, and look, probably nobody listened to the Champion Forum podcast because by now you've already listened to uh, the three-part series in uh, personalities, but maybe you're new to the show and you have this feeling that everybody likes you, but you're hearing a little bit of a buzz. And what you're hearing is there might be a small sector that doesn't like you. Are you out there with the iron fist? Who was it? Who said they don't like me? I want names. I want to know who, who doesn't like me. I'm going to go fix them. Or are you using reflection to weed out some perspective, to make adjustments so that you can lead well and you can lead with influence? I believe personally that there are six key stages that we have to complete very effectively to learn from reflection. Reflection isn't a whimsical, hey, what happened? What could I do better? I mean, look, it's a good start. But I think we have to be very intentional because I think it's one of the greatest teachers we have as leaders. The first step is what I would call the descriptive stage. This is where we're going to focus on what happened during the situation. These are the facts. You, you can't deny it. I was talking to so-and-so. Uh, they yelled at me. Uh, I cried. And, and this is what happened next. These are the details. The second, the second phase is the examination stage. This is where we focus on the feelings we experienced or what others may have experienced during the situation. Somebody slammed the door, what, whatever might have happened, emotions got escalated. The third stage is the evaluation stage. This is the, this is the stage that we explore what went well, what didn't go so well in the situation. As leaders, this helps us to adapt to our actions. This helps us to avoid making the same mistakes again. We've all heard the saying that the definition of insanity 
is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If the results aren't where you want them to be as a leader and you find yourself as a leader blaming everybody else for stagnation, you gotta look in the mirror. There's a shift that you have to make and it's gonna require some reflection. The fourth stage is the analysis or what I like to call the making sense stage. This is the stage where you test and you validate or possibly make adjustments to your own assumptions or your own viewpoints of the situation. This is so important. Validation is very, very important. And sometimes this is the step where you're going to caucus. You're gonna give somebody else, like a coach like me or another leader, some of the details so that you can validate and test what really did happen. Here's the analysis. This is you processing and making sense of the situation. The fifth stage is the conclusion stage. This is where you reflect on what else could have been done to improve the outcome. Have you ever heard the saying that once the toothpaste is out, you can't ever put it back in? It's so true. How many situations have you been in as a leader that you just wish you could have it back? How many times were you like, I can't believe I said that to her. I can't believe I treated him like that. I can't believe that was the decision that I made. I can't believe how emotional that I got. And sometimes you don't even realize it until all the energy and all the emotion is out. But the conclusion stage is so important because when you start reflecting in the conclusion stage, what this does is it tells you how could it have, how could it have gone better? What could I have done differently? How could I have better managed their emotions? And the sixth stage, this is the future action stage. This is where you're going to take inventory about what you're going to do in the future should this situation rise again. I can tell you in leadership, the adversity may be packaged differently, uh, but man, it, it, there's so many similarities to conflict, so many similarities to adversity, so many similarities, but very, uh, a couple of formulas that can handle all kinds of different adversity. This future action stage, man, if, I, if this ever happens again, this is exactly what I'm going to do differently. Now you've processed this, you've thought about it. This is something though, folks, you've got to be intentional about. When you're intentional with reflection, it will no doubt assist you. It's gonna help you know what your priorities are. It's gonna help you know as a leader where you fall short. It's gonna help you minimize so many different surprises, so many curveballs that you didn't see coming. And ultimately, it's going to help you build stronger teams. That's what you're called to do as a leader is build people, build teams. Because when you build great teams, you get out of their way and they make the business successful. Reflection will aid in that pursuit. When you're intentional about reflecting, if you do this enough and you make it part of your practice, what I have found in my own leadership pursuit is that you'll find that you're even able to do it in the moment. You start reflecting almost in the moment. Why? Because it becomes muscle memory. You've already did this deliberately for so many different times. You could find yourself halfway through the situation and reflecting. You can't ever go back in history and change, but what you can do is quickly reflect. You can modify so that what started out as a bad situation may not end as a bad situation. 
This, this, this can only be done by repetition. So you have to start being deliberate. It's no different than if you ever tried to learn the lines to a play that you were in or a production uh, where you were the main part or had a speaking part. You know, when you first went home with the lines, it was like robotic. There was no voice inflection. But look, the only thing that mattered was learning the lines. The art, the Shakespearean delivery comes much later, but you've got to start somewhere. Reflecting is that. But when you get great at reflection, you can start doing it almost instantaneously. This will allow for great leadership awareness and the ability to make very educated assumptions for much better outcomes maybe than you've ever experienced before. You know, as I'm thinking about as I'm thinking about this, I should have added a third reason why reflection is often avoided, and that's the excuse that you don't have enough time. I have found that everybody on this planet will make time for what's important to them. It's kind of like uh, when I had kids. I have kids, little kids. They, when they were little, you know, there was a rule. If it's on your plate, you eat it. And I would hear, Dad, I am so full. I am so full. I can't eat another bite. And then the dessert came out. My daughter actually coined it as her dessert stomach as if she had two of them. And there was one that for dessert and one that just couldn't take any more dinner. What she was really telling me is she'll make room for what's important. It's no different with our time. It's no different in leadership. You will make time for what's important. Some leaders allow themselves to get too busy that they lose total effectiveness. The question that you will need to ask yourself is this. Are you running the business or is the business running you? I recommend highly that you carve out time for self-reflection in your daily routine. Now look, we just spent several minutes talking about reflection and six stages of reflection. That, that, it sounds daunting like it would take hours. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to consume a lot of time. It can be done while you're taking a walk in the evening, on your commute to or from the office, in early morning while you're sipping coffee, maybe even a restroom break, maybe while you're grabbing a sandwich for lunch. There's always time for self-reflection, but I would, I would challenge you to make it part of your routine and make it part of your process of development. There's so many amazing things that happen when you do this. You, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I, I talked a lot about the first real book I ever read was Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. The one thing that I implemented, and then there were several, but has had an impact to me on this to this day was my daily devoted time to setting goals and reflecting. I can promise you it has been the two biggest game changers because now they're written. I'm putting thought into this. If you get so tangled up in your business that you're not innovating, you're not taking time to think, what you're becoming is a reactive leader. Reactive leaders, it's like reading the newspaper. I had a great leader once say this. I don't need yesterday's news. I can get that for myself. I need to know how it's going to change in the future. I think that's so well said. We can't be leaders that are just broadcasting yesterday's news. Everybody has access to that. As leaders, we've got to be change managers. We've got to be innovators. One of the best ways to move forward is by understanding the past. Self-reflection and reflecting on blunders and errors is the best way to move forward. 
don't allow the lack of time to be an excuse to avoid what you're maybe defining as an uncomfortable exercise. I promise you there could be a, a pretty big difference between what you say is important and what you're actually doing. If you say leadership excellence is important to you, then you've got to prove it. My dad used to always say, I'm from Missouri, you got to show me. I'm telling you the same thing, leaders. Missouri is the show me state. I, 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 I see much better than I hear. You should see much better than you hear as well. Dedicate the time in your daily routine for self-reflection. I appreciate you all joining today. I trust you're going to execute some of the ideas and the thoughts around the subject of reflection. If in any way you feel you personally as a leader or your organization could benefit from some help with self-reflection, coaching, or mentoring as part of your leadership development, please visit our website at thechampionform.com. There you can explore all the possibilities and set up an introductory call at no cost to you. I look forward to hearing from you. Keep leading well, keep making big impact, and until we're together again next week, please know you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.